Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. Chapter 10, Hebrews chapter 10. If you don't have a Bible, uh, let me tell you, you need to get a Bible and bring your Bible to church. At LYC, we love the Bible, we study the Bible, we think the Bible is a big deal, um, and we're going to say it every single week, get a Bible, bring your Bible to church. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 through 25 is where we're going to start tonight. We won't read it just quite yet, so hold on for a second. Uh, but if you got a Bible, go there, get ready, because we will look at this verse momentarily. Uh, we started this series last week called See It Again. See it again. Uh, do you have a favorite movie, by the way, that you would see like forever? You'll just see it over and over. You'd see, see it again. Anybody? Yes, Kim, what is the movie you would see over and over and over again? Uncharted. I've never seen it before. Uncharted. Uh, K, uh, um, yeah, Kaden. Kaden. Camden. Bedtime Stories. Bedtime Stories is one of the greatest movies of all time. My kids love that movie. I love that movie. Caitlin. The Giver, I've never heard of it. It sounds generous. Yeah. The Heffalump movie. The Heffalump movie. One more person. Yeah, Caleb. The Mighty Ducks. Which one? Ooh. I don't know if I have a movie I would see on repeat. Yes, Isaiah. Gosh, this guy. This guy. This guy. Why not Wednesday night, though? <laughs> um... So I'm, I'm, I'm going Camden, man. Bedtime Stories, that's one of my favorite movies. We watch it all the time in my household. Uh, see it again. We started this series really just talking about how vision, someone say vision. We, we got to keep vision fresh in our hearts. You might say, Brandon, what is the mission, the vision of LYC? You can throw it up there on the screen. Mission, vision of LYC. I want to read it to you. We didn't read it last week, but I want to read it this week. Uh, the mission and vision of LYC is to reach and connect people to Jesus so that God's love is confirmed, hope in Jesus is renewed, and faith comes to life. That is not just our mission and vision. That's the mission of Jesus. Bible says we won't turn there, but Matthew 28, 19 through 20, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 20, both of them say pretty much the same thing. Jesus goes, go, someone say go. Go into all the world and make disciples. He, he said, here's the mission I'm giving you. You're to live and give your whole life to reach people for Jesus. Now, just quick honesty test. All, everyone's got to participate. Uh, look at your neighbor and say, you're not too cool for church. You're not too cool for church. Um, how, how many of you would say that, that you do not put as much energy and effort probably as you should into being about reaching the people God's put around you? That's, that, I mean, if your hand's down, we, we applaud you. I think that's all of us. Like, I am a pastor. Professionally, I should be doing this, and yet a lot of my energy and attention doesn't go there, if I'm honest. But the Bible says our mission, it is to reach people. 2 Corinthians 5.20 goes, we are the ambassadors of Christ. D did you know that wherever you go, you are the representative of Jesus in that space and place? God wants to use you and I. But here's the thing we kind of talked about last week. Jesus did not hand his mission. Someone say mission. He didn't hand his mission to one person. He didn't go, you know what, Cade? You're the most amazing yo-yo I've ever seen in my life. 
you will change the world with the yo-yo. You, you are the new Jesus Christ. No, he handed his mission to a group of people. And that group of people we now call the church. And there's the global church. That would be every single person that is a believer in Jesus across the globe. And then there's local churches. And, and God calls every believer to plant their life in a local church, which makes up the global church, and to live and give their life to advance God's kingdom wherever they are in the world, whether it's in, in the classroom or a sports team or on, you know, the Chick-fil-A drive through where you work, and to simultaneously give their life to build his house. Why? Because we're the body of Christ. We talked about this last week that we are the body. Every single person, you may be a, a pinky or a belly button that spits out sushi. You may be an ear or a nose, but we're all part of the body of Christ and all of us have a part to play. And we talked about it last week that really this is, it's our mission, it's our vision, it's, it's our church. LYC, someone say LYC. LYC is not my thing, it's our thing. Did you know that like, like you have to own this? It's, it's your thing. This is, this is the, the, the local church. This is the youth community that God's put you in. And if you don't like it because you don't like me, tough. You got to talk to Jesus because I didn't, I didn't do it. God did. God brought us together and planted us in this place together in this time, in this season. What I want to talk about tonight is super simple. I want to talk about how do we make church contagious, contagious church. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, I asked you to open there. And um, I feel like everyone should have this verse memorized because I feel like I preach on this verse way too much. I feel like it's in constant rotation in my notes. But it, it says this, and let us consider one another in order to stir up. One translation says provoke. Anybody, do you have siblings that you provoke? Um, Anybody, you'd be willing to admit that you on purpose provoke your siblings to the, yeah, it's like, it's just, it's just fun, isn't it? Like, let me just tell you a truth though. I used to provoke my sister so bad and my mom would be in the front seat like, Brandon, stop it, Brandon, Brandon. And finally she'd go Bible on me. And I'd be like, save it. I don't, I don't believe you. She'd go, Brandon, you will reap what you sow one day. Galatians 6, 7, Brandon, Brandon, Galatians 6, 7 says, God is not mocked. Whatever man sows, he will, you will reap what you sow. And I got to be honest with you, I think about that every single day because my son Graham does everything he possibly can to drive his sisters crazy, and he loves it, and I hate it so bad. Our house is constant fighting, and I am reaping what I'm sowing. So uh, be careful. You will reap what you sow. But, but one translation says we're supposed to provoke push each other's buttons towards love and good works. That, that our, our job as a community is we're supposed to be messing with each other, but in the best way. We're supposed to be challenging and provoking and pushing one another towards loving God, loving one another, and living a godly life, good works. And listen to what it says, verse 25, not forsaking not giving up on, not quitting on, not getting too busy, the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting or encouraging one another, and so much more. How many of you, you would agree with me, the world we live in is getting darker? 
And anybody would agree with me. We live in a world that is getting darker day by day. And by the way, until Jesus comes home, that's just the way it's going to be. Because we are getting closer, whether it's tomorrow or in 100 years or 1,000 years or 10,000 years, we're getting closer to the day that Jesus will return. And the Bible says the closer we get, the darker the world will get. However, the church is supposed to shine brighter. And the Bible says all the more as you see the day, as the world is getting darker, you have to pay even more attention to gathering together for the purpose of pushing each other's buttons towards loving God, loving people, and living a godly life. I told you the title of the sermon tonight. You can write it in your notes. But it's simply this contagious church. Contagious church. Someone look at your neighbor and say, I'm contagious. I'm contagious. Uh, Have you experienced this weird phenomenon that uh, now that we've all gone through COVID, the the pandemic, that when you cough in public, you feel awkward? I I was in a store today and I had something in my throat because I was eating a granola bar in the car and I'm like, (coughs) and I'm coughing. And I feel like the cashier was looking at me like, COVID. And it's like, everyone thinks everything's contagious. I think church should be contagious. And what I mean by that is I I think that when people come into God's house, this should be the greatest place on earth. I think when people come into God's house, there should be nothing like it. And here's why I think that, because we're the only place and the only people that, that get to invite the presence of God to inhabit this place. We're the only place and we're the only people that we should be experiencing the joy of the Lord and the peace of the Holy Spirit. We're the only place and the only people where we have the ability to encourage one another, but not just generically, but inspired by God's spirit. We should be the most fun, the most excited, the most contagious people in the world. And I will prove it to you. The Bible says in the book of Acts that that when, when people got around the early church, that they just kept on getting at it that the Lord was adding to the church every single day, people that were being saved because church was contagious. But here's what I would like to propose to you tonight. That church is not contagious just because of God's spirit. Because if that were the case, then church would be packed out all the time. Church isn't just contagious because of like good vibes but church is contagious because of the people that fill it. Um, question, have you ever been to a party before? Um, well, I'll just stop there. Have you been to a party before, before this, this example gets really, really bad? Um, have you ever been to a party before that was really lame? You, you ever been to a party that was like really lame? Um, someone give me a reason why a party is lame. Just, just let's just go popcorn. Come on, someone, why is a party lame? Not enough people there, okay. You, you, you walk in. Have you ever walked in and you're the only one there? I went to a birthday party with my kids on Saturday. I did not know these people. They were in one of my kids' class. And we were 10 minutes late, yet we were the first people there. And I got very nervous because they're like, welcome in. You're the first ones here. And I looked around. I'm like, oh, my gosh. If it's just us, this is about to get real weird. Okay, so not enough people. Uh, you said what? No energy. Just like, just bleh, lame. Bleh. Like, Sometimes I go to people's graduation parties and I'm like, bro, he just graduated. Why is it so lame in here? Okay, energy. Uh, yeah, in the back. Bad snacks. Bad food. Is this sushi from, from Jeremiah's belly button? Lame party. Okay. Uh, yeah, Nathan. 
No gaming consoles. This party sucks. Okay, uh, yeah, Cam. No music. I just like like no, no vibe. Bro, is this is this Kenny G? What are we playing right now? Okay, Sebastian. Okay, people are energetic. Okay, someone else. Why why are parties lame? Just sitting around. Yeah, just. Yeah. Isabel. Okay, so no one knows anybody. Yeah, like totally lame. Yeah, yeah, Nathan and Camden, one more. <laughs> I don't know what you just said fully, but, I, but, I, but I'm here for it. Yeah, Camden. Party crashers. The devil, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so I, I, I've been to a lot of parties or get-togethers, and here's what, what I've gathered. Um, you can go to parties or you can go to social like events that have amazing aesthetics. Good food, good music, great decorations, and they suck. They're lame. They're boring. However, I've been to parties and social gatherings where there's nothing. The food is terrible. There's no music. There's no decorations. There's no vibe. And yet it's electric. Do you know why? Because it's a people that make a place. It's the people that make the environment. Some of the best days of my high school life were spent in the Tiga K Walmart parking lot in the middle of the night with a group of friends just sitting in the parking lot, just hanging out. We're out late, we're eating Taco Bell, and we're just having fun. Why? Because it's not the aesthetics. It's the people. And here's what I want you to catch a hold of. Everyone, give me your pointer finger. Very important, not your middle finger, your pointer finger. It's a clarification. Mom, look what I learned in church. No, don't do that. Okay. Okay, point, point, point at yourself. Say, I... Okay, full participation. No one's too cool for church. You are, if that's you, you're why church is lame, by the way. Okay, I, we're, we're going to get to that in a minute because that's the truth. I Say, I am the problem. I am the solution. Church is contagious when, when we get it. Can I just say, church is good. When the people God's called to that place, when you get it, when you realize I'm not just here for like a show, I'm not just here for songs and a sermon, I'm not just here because I have to be, I'm here because God's placed me here, because I got something in me and something on my life. And because I'm actually supposed to be giving, not just consuming. I'm going to give you tonight five, five hacks. And I promise you, if we would get this, everything would change. Like, if we would get this, let me tell you right now, um, LYC this year will explode. And, and you, you, you can take that to the bank. We will explode, not just with growth, but we'll explode with life and excitement and a move of God's spirit. So I'm going to give you five hacks tonight. No scripture, although you can find them in the scripture. But five hacks tonight that we got to kind of catch because I'm the problem but I'm also the, the solution. Number one, write, write this down. Five hacks on, on, on just getting it. Number one, write this down. You got to be here and not come alone. D- did you notice in Hebrews 10, 24, that it says that we should be gathering together 
not forsaking the, 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 the assembling of ourselves together, but not for the purpose of just being there, but for the purpose of, of, of other people. The, pur- the purpose of stirring each other up. And verse 25 says, not forsaking. Someone says not. Not forsaking. In other words, the writer goes, by the way, this whole thing we're called to, it only works when you're there. And, and one of the things that we, that we have to get is when I'm not there, something's missing. See, we, we, we don't get this because we, we just don't see the value that God's placed on our life. We don't get this because we don't think that we're a big deal. We, we don't get this because we don't think that our personality is part of what makes the life of the community. We don't get it because we, we don't think that we matter, but I'm telling you, you matter. And so when you are not present, there's something missing. Like, like if you ever experienced, I don't know if you have a lot of siblings, but have you ever experienced it before where you're like at a family get together, but one of your siblings is missing? And, and it's just not the same. It's like, it's just like, I don't know, like it just feels it's different when you're not there. But one of the things we have to realize is that I don't just got to be committed to being there, but I got to be committed every single week, put it back up there, n- number one, to, to being present, to being there, point number one, but also to not come alone. Question, internalize it, think about it. Who did you invite to church this week? For at least you're honest. You're like, no, and honestly. But for, for most of us, it's like, I, honestly, I, I didn't think about it. I, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't think about it. Um, I know people are pointing at each other. That's awesome. Um, but secondary question, who did you text and call that's a part of our church family because they weren't here last week and, and you noticed it and so you say, hey, man, we missed you last week. Man, like, are you, you going to be there tonight? You, you know one of the silliest questions that I, I've gotten asked before in youth group? And I get it, by the way, and it's because you're the problem and the solution. Um, <clears throat> is the person that walks in, Oh my God, Pastor Brandon, like no one's here. Why is no one here? And I always ask the question, I don't know. Who'd you, who'd you invite? Who'd you bring? Who, who did you take time to call and text and go, hey man, we, like, we got church tonight. It's a beat. Are you coming? What do you mean you're not coming to church? Bro, you got to come to church. Who are you actively praying for saying, God, there's this kid at my school and I know he doesn't know Jesus, but he needs Jesus. It was somebody, my daughter was telling me about a kid in her class, Evelyn's in second grade, who is being really disruptive. And I love it. I'm like, you're such a pastor's kid. And I love it. She goes, dad, he needs Jesus. And I'm like, you better believe he does. Pray for that little demon kid. He needs God for sure. Um, like, wait, listen, when you cuss at your teacher, it's like, you definitely need, you need Jesus. Um, but like, we, we should be thinking, God, it's a big deal when I'm in church. But, but I don't just want to like show up I want to be a bringer. I want to have this contagious spirit that because I, be, I believe in the church, because I believe in God's house, because I believe in the potential of our gathering, because I believe in the power of God's word and the power of worship, that I'm just not showing up, but I'm bringing someone. I want to read this to you from your notes because for each one of these, I, I have a, uh, an effect of what would happen. So here, here's what I'll read to you. So first thought tonight, be, be here, don't come alone. Live with the mentality that says we're gonna do whatever we gotta do to be in God's house, to encourage our friends and our circle of influence to make church a priority and invite someone every single week. The result, someone say result. The result 
would be weekly gatherings that are full, connected, always growing. Brandon, what do you mean? What do you mean connected? I mean like when you get busy on your cell phone and you're calling and you're texting people and you're inviting people. When you show up, it's not the first time you talk to that person. When you show up, it's not the first time you guys engaged about God's house. All of a sudden, we'd have gatherings where it's like, man, everyone's here. It's, it, man, it's growing, something's happening, and everyone just feels connected. Why? Because everyone's showing up. I'm here tonight because I'm valuable. D- did you know sometimes we, we can simply like help people to know they're valuable by just inviting them? Like th- there's, there's a difference when you show up to a place and you're like, I'm like, am I welcome here? I don't like him. And when you show up to a place because like 10 people have invited you, you're like, man, like they really want me to be there. We can set an atmosphere where people feel connected and welcome before they even get here. So hack number one, you got to be here. You got to bring someone. Number two, write this down. You got to come ready or come full and ready to spill. All right, Isabel, don't answer for, for the room. Just we let everyone think about it. Um, question for the room tonight. Before you showed up at church, before you got here, how much time did you spend praying, filling your heart with God's word, and getting ready to spill out? Because if I'm reading Hebrews 10 correctly, what does the Bible say? The purpose of our gathering is not just to consume. Going to church is not going to a buffet. Man, I'm so hungry. Ugh. All right, man, let's go to church. Time to eat. Bro, I have, honestly, I haven't talked to God in seven weeks. All right, pastor, feed me. No, 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 no. Hebrews goes, the purpose of going to church is to pour out, actually. The purpose of gathering together is to go, man, man, I'm so pumped to be at church because there's going to be people here tonight that need encouragement. There's going to be people here tonight that need love. There's going to be people here tonight that they need someone to be able to pray for them. And so I got to show up full and ready to spill out. Uh, anybody, have you ever just realized that you're a selfish person? Like, have you ever just, I'm, let me just, two hands up. I am a, by nature, selfish person. Because here's the question I often ask. Can you relate? What about me? You ever asked this question before? But what about me? Hey, hey man, you got to show up ready, ready to pour out. But what about me, though? Because my favorite part about church is getting fed. It's getting encouraged. It's getting what I need. If, if, if I just show up at church looking for who I can bless, who's going to bless this guy? Can, can I tell you that the result of this is that we'd have gatherings every single week where every single person would leave full because everyone's looking for someone to bless. See, a lot of times, just hate to break it to you, it's not the sermon that, that, that is going to meet the need of a person. A lot of times, as good as they are, it is not. Wrong chord. It, it's not the music. LWC's got talent. Thank you. It's not the music that blesses people. Do you know what blesses people? Encouragement. Can I tell you the most significant encouragement, the most significant life transformation for me, it's never happened from a, pulp, a pulpit or a stage. It's always happened with one-on-one interaction. 
It's always happened when I'm like, yeah, whatever, preacher. Stupid song. Lift your hand. I don't want to lift my hands. I hate eighth grade. I'm never lifting my hands again. But, but when that person comes over and genuinely you can tell, like, they care about me. And genuinely they, they encourage me. And encouragement and life happens when we are looking to encourage and bless one another. And, and the result of us going, all right, hey, Wednesday's coming. All right, God, help me to, help me to just fill up and be ready to, just, just ready to spill out. It, everyone leaves encouraged be, because you can't get by someone without them having the, like the, the supernatural radar up. Like we should have radar to go, all right, Lord, tonight, who can, who can, who can I bless? I remember talking to a, a friend of mine. He's really a friend of a friend. Uh, he's like in his seventies, but he's, he's, he's a pastor and um, like, OG man of God. And, and he said, yeah, you know, I was just, just doing a lot of, a lot of ministry at the conference last night. And I was at the conference and I'm like, pa- pastor so-and-so. I said, you preached last night? No, 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 no. What'd you, what'd you do last night? He's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, you just said you were doing ministry. He's like, oh yeah, like I just, I spent time in the hotel room and I'm like, God, just freshly fill me. And then I just kind of, you know, walked around and I asked the Lord, Lord, I, I just feel like I'm, I'm here on assignment tonight. Who is it that you want me to go give a word to? Who is it that, that I can encourage tonight? God, I just feel like, like I'm, I'm here for a reason. And I'm like, wow, there's something in us that has to shift. Number three, because I can talk about that for way too long. Write this down in your notes if you are taking notes. But you got to make availability your greatest ability. Okay, ho- hold up real quick. I heard he forgot the chords. <laughs> Hosanna. Your talent is not your greatest ability. Your, like the thing you're good is not, that's not your greatest ability. Do you know what your greatest availability or ability is? It's your availability. The greatest ability God has given you is just being available. And can I tell you how you're not available when you're not here? Can I tell you how you're not available? When, when, when you got the middle finger up on your forehead like all night long, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Don't. But so many of us were like, God, I want, I want to be used by you. But we just don't realize that you can't be used if you're not available. So, so like if you don't have eyes that are looking for people who maybe you're not connected. If, if you're not willing to just be present and just be present in that moment, you're not available. And I think so often God, he wants to use you, but he can't use you because you're not available. You show up when it's convenient. And when you show up, you immediately go, how is this benefiting me? I don't like the vibe in here. I don't have any friends in here. I don't, and, and you don't realize that God's trying to use you, but you're unavailable. And it's not that you're not there, it's that your mentality is wrong. We, like, a lot of you don't have issue with this because like you're here early, but, but I was preaching this to some of our adult leaders and I said, you, you know why God can't use you, man of God? Because you get to church five minutes late every week. And because you leave right on time, God, I want to be used by you. And he's like, please, I'm trying to use you. But, 
but you just get an extra cup of coffee instead of getting to church early. But you'd rather get to, to, to the restaurant and get an appetizer than linger and, and allow God to make a new relationship happen. You gotta be available. Are you available for God? Like, like just, just honestly, tonight, were you available for God or, were, or have you been preoccupied with you? Me, myself, and I. A lot of us, we walk around and there's not a mirror in front of us, but we're constantly looking in the mirror. Just evaluating myself. What do I want? What do I need? How do I feel? Is this good for me? Is this, like, is this fun? This, we got to get our minds off of ourselves. Say, God, I want to be, be available. Number four, write this down. Number four, if you're taking notes, you got to be the example. You got to be the example. Um, so th- this is like, please don't mess with me because I don't want you to mess with my sermon, okay? Um, I need good answers only. We, uh, my kids and I, we've been doing Bible time every morning. It's a new habit we're trying to carve. And um, I'm about to kick my son out of Bible time. Um, because uh, at the end of our little Bible story, there's questions. And he always gives me the wrong answers on purpose. I'm like, Graham, stop it. You know, that, like, that, is, that is not the right answer. Like this, like, can I tell you like his, what his answers? We, we read this morning about Jesus getting baptized uh, this morning by John the Baptist. And one of the questions in the, little, in the little Bible was what are things that we can do to like please God? And he goes, fart. <laughs> Graham, first of all, please don't say fart. So we don't say that word. And also it doesn't please God. And neither is your attitude. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> but, but so like, like real, 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 real answers only. Um, it's not, not a short question. When we are in worship, what should we be doing? Isaiah, worshiping. worshiping. What, what are signs or things the Bible asks us to do in, in our worship? So, like, somebody just give me two of them. Sing, okay? Yeah. Raise your hands. Yeah. Do, do you know what being the example is not? I actually picked my, I was an accident. I'm like, it's too far, Brandon. Your finger's too far. <laughs> Don't shake my hand tonight. When, when, when we open God's word, what should the posture of our heart be? No, not your question. Someone. Okay, like focus? Yeah. Like le- leaning in? Not... Part of how we create church that's contagious is we all live to be the example. You can write this down, 1 Timothy 4.12, I believe it is, but Paul goes, hey, Timothy, you be the example to all the believers. You be the example. Be the example. Set the tone. We talk about this a lot in crew, and we talk about it with our, with our leaders, the whole church. But 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 we should be people that were setting the temperature, not just reading the temperature. Uh, Jen, Jenny, my wife, or someone didn't know that was my wife, but I was talking about Jenny, and they're like, "Who is this person you're talking about?" Um, Jenny, my wife. Uh, last night she got really irritated with me. And why she got irritated with me? Because we were about to go to bed. I was very tired, and she's like, "It's hot in here." I'm like, "Yeah, I know it is hot in here." Good night. She's like, please go adjust the temperature. You should do that, babe. That sounds, 
And she's like, no, like, it's hot in here. Go turn the fan on, adjust the thermostat. And, and it, it's not enough to just read the temperature. Man, it's lame in here. Great. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, man, it's like, I don't punch children anymore. God delivered me. It was a whole, it's a miracle. Um, but like, I want to punch my son sometimes because everything, don't you judge me. You don't, you don't have kids. You don't know my pain. Everything in my household, his answer to every, like stupid stuff is this. This is boring. This is boring. The other night we're at dinner. I'm like, Graham, buddy, buddy, eat your, eat your vegetables. Broccoli's boring. This, this car is boring. This family's boring. Like, dude, if you say boring one more time, I'm going to teach you. Like, I don't even know what that means. Teach you the definition. Um, but, but it's like, well, is this boring in here? It's lame. Great. By example, did you show up today with joy? Did you show up today with, like, availability? Did you go out of your way to talk to people? Did you come in here full of God, ready to be poor? Like, you got to be the example. Do you know what happens when we have a room full of people? Which, by the way, we got like 30, like 30, 30 students here tonight, and all of which I would say are pretty much like our LYC core students. I would consider all of you guys like leaders. Like, this is your home. This is your church. And while I love you, we should be reaching the world around us. You know what happened if we just start all being the example? Things would change. Number five, last but not least, Isaiah can come and play the keys for real and we'll close right here. But you gotta be the solution. You gotta be the solution. Here are my hacks for how we make church contagious. We gotta be here, never come alone. I'm inviting people. I'm praying for God to use me to bring people. I'm texting my friends. I'm calling my friends. I'm coming ready, full of God's spirit so I can spill out and I can pour out. I'm, I'm being available. I'm God, I'm here. I'm available to encourage people, to help. To, whatever you need, God, I'm here. I'm gonna be the example. And then lastly, be the solution. Do, do you know why things irritate you? Do, do you know why you notice things that bug you? A lot of times, it's because God's put something in you to be the solution. Like, you realize we don't all notice the same things? We don't all care about the same things? Like, like some people, like, they notice things because there's something in them. Like, I, not the piano, obviously, but I've, I've played guitar and bass since I was like 11, 12 years old. And, um, I used to want to do music and then I realized that that's not what God had for me. But because I'm like, I'm like, I love music, I notice bad music. I go places and I'm like, eh, this is, mm, uh, this is uh, bad, not good. But I can be sitting next to my wife and she's like, it's amazing, it's great. Wasn't the, wasn't the band, and I'm like, no, the band was terrible. It was the worst, I couldn't worship. I spent the whole service apologizing to God that he had to listen. I'm like, God, I'm so sorry. This is, I'm, I'm kidding. But like, she doesn't notice it. Why? Because there's nothing in her. The, God, God didn't give her gift or ability to be a solution in that area. But then we go places and she notices like disorganization. She notices like when, when, when details are missing. I'm like, really? I thought, I was, I, I thought, thought the vibe was good. Be, because there's something in her 
that she's often the solution in detail-oriented things. Can I tell you the things that you notice, the things that bother you, the things that you see, it's probably because God's called you to be the solution. I, I was telling uh, Sebastian this earlier. We, we were talking about just youth ministry and I was being an old guy and talking about, you know, back in the day. Um, how, how many of you, you, you know, though, or you remember Eben Eddie, Pastor Eben Eddie? Yeah, okay, almost everybody. One of the things that I'll never forget about Eben is that Eben just started, so Eben, he got saved when he was in sixth grade in our youth ministry, and was in LYC 11 at the time from sixth all the way through 12th grade, and then he was the youth pastor for a little bit. But Eben would just start doing stuff that, that he noticed needed to be done. He, he started when he was in middle school. He was playing acoustic up here leading worship. He's like this tall and um, he's leading worship. And, and one day he goes, Pastor Brandon, I hope you don't mind. I learned how to, how to, how to play the piano because I noticed we don't have a piano player and I think we should. We have two acoustics, no piano. You learned how to play? Yeah, I learned how to play piano. I just, I just figured it out. Why? I just, I felt like, like we needed one. And so, so I did it. I remember one time he called me and said, Pastor Brandon, um, do you trust me? I'm like, ah, you're 12. I don't know what I, uh, what, like, he wasn't 12. It was like high school. So yeah, I, what do you mean? He said, so I think it'd be really cool if we like had a video for this event we're doing. So I got this video editing software and I just learned how to do it. And like, I made a video. Can, can we use it? And I can give you so many examples where he would just see a problem and go, hey, I fixed it. Pastor Brandon, I don't even know if you, if, if you knew we had this problem. I saw it. I fixed it. And, and there was something in him. He was always this. Can I ask you, are you the solution or are you the complainer? Are you the solution or are you the negative Nancy? See, because for so many people, our inclination, myself included, just to complain about stuff. Yeah, man, it was this. It was that. I don't love this. I don't like that. It's, but we never stop and go, wait a minute, Lord. That genuinely just kind of bothers me. I think it's not the best. God, is there anything you want me to do about that? Have you given me anything to, to help with that? Church gets good. LYC would be contagious and electric and explode if we, someone say we, if we would get it. And again, what I mean by get it is that we would realize I am the problem sometimes. I'm Wow, sometimes I'm the problem. Be because my attitude, my perspective, just, huh. But I am the solution though. And God's called me to a place and he's given me gift and grace so I can own it and make it mine. What? God would be able to can, can, can you give me like two more minutes? Can I explain something to you? Please, please. Someone just please say yes. Someone say yes. Yeah, okay, okay, all right. Um, I was about to make, make a statement, but then I, I, I wanted to explain myself. I was gonna say God, God could do the most amazing things if we got it. And he, here, here's what the Bible kid in me would, would do. Ah, wrong, Pastor Brandon. God can move anytime, anywhere. God's not limited by our engagement. So uh, put that in your pastor pipe and smoke it. 
And I, and, and I would say to you, one of the things that the, the Bible tells us is that God's whole kingdom is, is operating on the principle of stewardship. Brandon, what do you mean stewardship? How you take care of stuff. So, yes or no, if there was a daycare that sucked, that they didn't pay attention to the kids, they didn't change their diapers, they let them roam freely, kids were getting lost, kids are running in the street, they're not, they're not caring for them, they left to go to Chili's and forgot the kid. Do you think that a good parent would bring their kid there? No. See, God can move anytime, anywhere. God can use anyone, but Jesus tells us God chooses to use people and places that know how to steward well. Why in the world would God send his kids to a place that won't love them and won't care for them and won't make space for them, that won't make it the greatest experience they've ever had so they can glorify and know he won't do it. So we got to realize this whole thing we're talking about, like getting it, owning it. It's not just so that we can build a cool youth group. Who cares? It's not just so that we can have a fun time. Who cares? It's so that we can create a space and a place where God can send people and they'll be loved and welcomed and cared about. They'll, they'll, they'll have a community that literally, because we're the example that shows them how to follow Jesus, that shows them how to worship, that shows them how to get their hearts full of God's word. Uh, a, 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 a community where they can come in and it's like, well, this was the weirdest place, but the best place. I met like five people and they all encouraged me. They all complimented me. They all actually kind of seemed like they wanted me to be there. Yeah, but are you talking about LYC? Yeah, weird. Like I know a couple people from there, they're always inviting me. They're always telling me that it won't be the same without me. Weird. This is what happened, was happening in Acts chapter two. Acts chapter two, do you know what they were doing? They were literally selling their possessions to meet people's needs. Bro, you need a car? Dude. Okay, hold on real quick. eBay. Uh, baby, I love you, but eBay. Just gotta, just, just. All right, just, just, okay. Hey man, I literally sold all my stuff so that, you're, so that you're, your need could be met. And the world was going, what? Who are these people? Who is this community? What, what is this place where they love each other and they're full of joy? They're excited about life and God, and they love me. That's wild, but that's what my heart looks for. Church should be the most contagious, exciting, joy-filled, fun place to be in the world because we are God's people. But here's, here's the reality. Last time we're going to do it, full participation. Come on, get your finger out the right one, but we got to realize, someone say, I'm the problem, I'm the solution. I pray that this year we would just get it, be like, yo, this is, this is my youth group. Pastor Brandon, I hate to break it to you, bro. It's not yours, it's mine, it's ours. This belongs to us. This is our youth community. 
This, this, is, this is our generation. This is our time. This is our space. God's going God's to use us. I'm only here to facilitate what you desire to do as you lean into God. What would we hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening.